This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Russ. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, we have a special guest who are actually friends of this ministry, dear friends of Sid and this ministry, Dr. Dennis and Dr. Jen Clark. You are a doctor now, Dennis, yes. and it's, it's awesome uh, that you both are doctors. It's like, you know, you guys know what you're talking about. Well, it used to be Dr. Jen and the patient, Dennis, <laughs> right, right. but I've graduated now, too. Your new material that we're offering is life-changing. Um, when I read your book, Flowing in the River of God's Will, I just, it, it comes across so peaceful that if I would just learn to abide and I learn to enjoy the Lord and get in a place of peace, I don't have to strive to figure out God's will for my life. I can just enter in. But then your journal, which is called the 60-Day Challenge, you make it clear that if, if I don't take care of first things first, I'm not going to feel that abiding peace because I have emotional issues that I may be dealing with, correct? Correct, yes. And uh, uh, you guys... You guys don't just uh, have a good new book and journal and CD set coming out. You've lived through this. We have. Now, Jen, Dr. Jen, you used to be a mess. I was. Admittedly. Yes, I was an emotional wreck. I had, at best, I was in constant anxiety, if not having panic attacks, and uh, just really had a difficult time of it. If you had told me I could live in peace, that I could enter into a flow, that, that I could experience abiding in the vine, I would not have believed you. Now, you were a believer, though. Oh, definitely a believer. So what, what made you not be, be able to make that connection between uh, what you were going through and the fact that God can take care of all this? Okay, well, for one thing uh, that I learned later was a very significant key is that there were people that I was hurt by, felt betrayed by, I was angry at, and I just couldn't get past those feelings. So, um, And I believe it's you guys who have uh, taught me uh, and taught our people before that there's no such thing as a black hole where emotions just, things happen to us and they just kind of go into us and then they just disappear. Right. Right? There's no such thing. And uh, I know for when uh, I, my dad died when I was 12 and he was sick for five years before that with cancer. So I barely knew my dad. So though you put on a good face and I was the oldest, inevitably it comes up and comes out somewhere, correct? Right, right. And so you were a, you were, uh, a believer in yes. Jesus, mm -hmm. but still had so many right. issues, emotional right. issues right. that you were dealing with. Right. I, there was one person in particular that I had begged God to help me forgive, that I had worked at it for two years and still couldn't find that place. So it was um, such a revel. I had even been taught in my Christian counseling training that forgiveness was a long drawn out process. Mm. And so later when I met Dennis, he walked me through the steps of going to Jesus in my own heart 
and the forgiveness that I'd worked so hard at. Once I dropped down in my spirit to Jesus, it was instant, just like when I got saved. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but something that's very infuriating about your story, and, I, and I'm sorry it is, uh, is for, I, I can't believe it, but you were going to a Christian counselor during this time before uh, Dennis and you got involved together. Uh, what did the counselor say about you and about your life? Well, she Christian had, counselor. Christian counselor. She had the she had the belief based on what she had observed that if someone isn't pretty well emotionally adjusted at the time of salvation, they can't go very far in Christianity or oh. in ministry. And she had written me off as being too emotionally damaged to ever amount to much. I I don't. I don't, I mean, where does she get her degree? I mean, Dennis, what do you think about uh, that? Uh, she formed her theology based on the lack of results in her own life. Oh, with people, wow. working, with with people. Wow. working with people and then saying, but uh, just the logic of the whole thing is like such radical change takes place at the time of salvation. And then to say someone now is stunted the rest of their life. How can, how can Jesus do such radical change at salvation and then not make much progress afterwards? Where I was a baby Christian and I only saw changed lives. So I was quite on the opposite side. And so after we met, you came and I was teaching a Sunday school class because hmm. I, I, I had that teacher in me. You, you, and you had that need for approval and things like that, you admit. Definitely. And, and so I just want everybody at home to uh, keep this in mind that you were doing uh, uh, church things. You were teaching yes. Sunday school. You were doing, you loved the Lord. Loved the Lord. But on the inside, you were still very emotionally damaged. Is that right. correct? That's correct. Okay. And, and at this point, before you met Dennis and, and working with this Christian counselor, you had no, you really didn't have a lot of hope. No. That, you, that things were going to change. No, but I had... I, well, like Dennis said, I had the certainty that things should not be like this for Christians. Like and that's that. not just me, but I saw friends who just never seemed to get much better. And it, there was something in the logical framework of my mind where I said, this shouldn't be like this, that there should, there should be more to Christianity. I like that. And let me ask you guys a question, Dennis. Um, in our churches today, whether the church has 100 people or the church has 5,000 people, it seems like most believers are dealing with emotional baggage, emotional wounds. Is that true? Correct. And it's oftentimes very gifted people, yet emotionally they're sabotaging their own future. They're robbing themselves of coming into their full destiny and sense of purpose. But we found that if we could equip them with the tools to bring about the kind of uh, emotional healing that breaks the barriers, they find an easier flow in life and they find themselves in an area of satisfaction. And I'm going to tell you all those who are listening at home that you are listening to some of the most hopeful things you've ever heard because those emotional traumas and those needs that you have in your life, they're, they're about to change. Your life is about to change. And, and uh, Dr. Jen, you met Dennis along the way here. Yes. So what happened? I met Dennis at a Christian conference and we got to know 
one another. And of course, the Lord was working here, bringing us together. We got married not long after the conference, but um, I told you how he helped me forgive that person. And I learned that forgiveness was not a process, it was instant. And I know how many Christians are out there struggling with unforgiveness. Oh yeah. And when this, I learned two things. I learned that when we forgive, it removes the toxic emotions. Explain that, what do you mean by that, the toxic emotions? Okay, so I was so angry at this person. The person that you had trouble forgiving. Right, I, I tried, that I had tried for two years to forgive the person. Wow. When Dennis walked me through going to Jesus the forgiver in me and yielding to him, two things happened. The anger and the hurt instantly left. I could feel it in my gut, it was gone, and it was replaced by supernatural peace. There was an anointing on it. And my thought when I learned this was this is huge. Not I can get better now, but if the church knew this, mm. we could have healthy churches. <laughs> Which is what we need. And Dennis, you started praying with uh, Jen on a number of issues, but you, you, you did just a few issues a day. Well, how, how, did that, how did that process work? She said, disciple me. Because when we got married, she says, what you do is so fast and effective. And then later she documented everything that we have was documented from her own experience. We named the 60 day challenge after Jennifer, really. <laughs> it, but in less than 60 days, uh, her mentor saw her and said, what happened to you? Because her I mentor had written her off. Wow, come and, on. Mm -hmm. And I had only seen changed lives from the time I was a baby Christian. I had, I had pastors sending and uh, one, some, one case, mental health even sent me someone to help because they had some religious issues. Uh, I only saw changed lives. And when Jennifer taught a Sunday school class, I saw a world-class teacher. Her mentor was in the room correcting her while she spoke. Wow. And I'm saying the difference in perspective was I saw the potential she and saw she the only weakness. saw the weakness. Exactly. And so I walked Jennifer through and taught her how to forgive. And this was so amazing because I had tried to pray through these issues. I had prayed, I forgive so and so and all that. But the secret was now when Dennis was praying with me, he directed me to feel the negative emotion. Um, we let the Lord search my heart. We didn't have a program or anything, just wherever, whatever the Lord brought up. And I could feel the negative emotion and pray it through. And we did this for the first few months we were married. And I could hardly remember the broken, wounded, wow. defeated woman I had been before. And how many years were you in that broken state prior to that? Oh, um, we're talking decades. Decades, decades. And then just a couple months of uh, uh, after a decades of pain and trauma, unforgiveness and so on and so forth, just a couple months is all it took. Right, right. And so then we start, when we started pastoring, we, could, we would recommend to um, our congregation members, take a 60 day challenge, take two months out of your life, let Jesus deal with your baggage. And mm -hmm. then somebody challenged me later and said, why don't you make a journal that wow. people can use as they go through their 60 days? Which is what we're offering. Mm -hmm. in, in, now, let me let me just go ahead and jump right to this. And and I've known you guys for uh, several years now, and I do this. 
And uh, I, I have to tell you a cute story, if you don't mind. I, I took your principal, which I'm going to ask you to explain here in a minute. I was playing Frisbee golf, disc golf. And uh, we were in a bit of a hurry. And my disc just went way off to the right into the woods. And it's the only one I was carrying that day. And so I was either out of the game or, you know, or find it. And all, we all looked for it, couldn't find it. And I was getting stressed. Mm. And I was getting upset. I was like, not because it was a big deal, but because I wanted to play. And, and uh, so I said, you guys play on ahead. And the true story. And I did what we're about, you're about to teach, uh, dropping down. And I did that. I said, okay, okay, okay. I thought of you guys. I'm just going to get in a place of peace. And I'm just going to say, Lord, you can show me where my disc is. And we searched everywhere. I saw a vision of it next to a log. And I walked. I, I, then I just looked for logs around me. I saw a log over there. Went around the corner. There is my disc sitting right there. <laughs> because the anxiety, the anxiousness, and the stress, and the, I calmed down. Yes. And uh, I did that. Uh, all because of what you taught uh, several years ago, and it's one of your life uh, uh, examples of how to deal with this. Talk about dropping down, that whole principle. The whole principle of dropping down was, as a baby Christian, the Lord told me He was going to take me to the school of the Spirit. I wanted to go instantly to Bible school, and He said, no, I'm going to teach you. And the first thing I noticed was that when I closed my eyes, it was like a thread would go down to the gut down to the, my heart, down to my Bible heart, the Spirit, and I would feel His presence, very subtle, you very focus. mild. My focus was on the gut, the perception, because it's my knower, not my head knower, but my gut knower, and it was, it was uh, whether something rose up and I saw, heard, or felt. But in this case, the constant element was touch, and I would sense His presence, and then uh, I'd be enjoying or communing, abiding, even without a word or anything in particular. But then all of a sudden, something would flash in my mind like uh, uh, the face of my foreman at work. And the minute I saw the face in my mind, down in the gut was an ugly feeling. Mm. And I knew that I needed to forgive. And But I learned that when I, when I dropped down to my spirit, and I could feel his presence, I was communing. And it was honoring his person. You're out of your head. I'm You're out, out of, of my your, head, yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, in my head, I would see a picture of my foreman with a scowl on his face. And every thought that goes to your head does have a corresponding emotion. We're wired that way, right. we're made that way. And down in my gut, there was this horrible feeling when I saw his face. <laughs> and. I knew that forgiveness had to be spiritual. It had to be, as Matthew 18, from the heart. Right. You can't forgive from the head, and that's what many people do right. and struggle. Right. But when you forgive from the heart, there's a supernatural element. There's a supernatural exchange or transaction, and you can tell because it changes to peace when you do it right. You know, uh, you describe it as a well. Mm -hmm. How do you explain that, uh, dropping down like, like a well? well even the word drop down that we've kind of coined that expression is actually en duo. And that means in our Bible, in the New Testament, it's put on. Put on the Lord, yes. put on the Lord uh -huh. Jesus, put on the new man. Put on means to sink into in order to be clothed. 
And that's where the peace will guard your heart and your mind. But you go to him in the innermost being for him to rise up and guard your heart. So peace really does guard both the heart and the mind, but you must drop down like to the spirit. Like you would in a well. In drop. a well. That's where the goods are. Everything yeah. good happens down below <laughs> and comes up out of the abundance, like a fountain. But here's the thing that, I, that, that he taught me that was so significant and will change lives. And that is when I saw that foreman's face, felt that ugly feeling, I allowed Jesus the forgiver in me, knowing that the new creation me and the spirit were doing it. Mm. That was a cooperative effort. True forgiveness is both. My spirit and his spirit joined together, the new creation flowing out, and the evidence that it was supernatural was it would change to supernatural peace when it take away the toxic emotion. But the Lord spoke something at that time that was very precious to me. As a baby Christian, when I did that the very first time, he said, don't let anything come between what you and I have together. Mm. And I saw removing the toxic emotion that yes, it's biblical to forgive that man, but I saw that any negative emotion, if I pictured my foreman and I felt anger down in my gut, it was coming between me and God and it was, it was hindering flowing in the will of God and enjoying or abiding in His constant presence. So on that note, let me ask you guys a question before we take a break here. Will I have a misunderstanding or lack of peace about God's will and plan for my life if I'm dealing with toxic emotions? Absolutely. And do you feel like that's why people are, are they're, they're not dealing with the emotions and that's why they're not uh, having the peace that they're in or moving in God's will. Right. Is that correct? Right. Because the peace of God is also the rule of God or Lordship. That's right. That's right. So let the Lordship, basically our toxic emotions are saying, guess what? Jesus isn't ruling right now. Mm. You're, you're on your own right now. You're letting, you're opening the door and giving place to the enemy. So if you're listening right now, uh, Dr. Dennis and Dr. Jen, they have been through this. They know what they're talking about. And I know that there's many listening that uh, are dealing with toxic emotions that, that you're just ready to be free of. And we're, we're going to pray at the end of this uh, program. But uh, you need to get a hold of this brand new book, Flowing in the River of God's Will, how you can walk in the peace of God to know His will. All you have to do is abide in His presence and receive that peace so you can walk in the will of God. However... If you're dealing with emotional issues, emotional baggage, as Dr. Jen has in her past, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to know the will of God for your life. And many, and mo everybody listening, you want to know God's will for your life. That's why they also wrote the 60-day challenge and CD set to go along with the f book Flowing in the River of God's Will so you can just deal with issues. What What is... What is happening as people listen to this CD set and, and mark things off in this journal? What is taking place in their lives as they do that? Well, the first thing that's happening is they're quieting their flesh. Their mind, will, very and emotions is very noisy. <laughs> yeah, people want to pace. They, uh, they're thinking all the things they've got to do for the day. But the minute that you can quiet, we say like David, like a weaned child with its mother, I've quieted my soul within me. That is the beginning of the relationship. Then from that point, and you can do this in 20, 30 minutes a day, from that point, 
you say, God, search me for anxious thoughts, hurtful ways. And whatever comes up into your mind will have a corresponding emotion. I have a huge one here. Um, well, first of all, I, I went through my own 60-day challenge. And next, my challenge was learn, learning to live in the peace of God because then you can hear God when you're at peace. Exactly. And um, this happened a little bit later. After you deal with the big baggage, God will start fine-tuning little things. And so after we'd been married about a year, somebody asked, a church asked Dennis to do a seminar. And I was still working full-time that first year. And... Um, Two days prior, he told me that I was going to do half of the seminar. <laughs> well, one of the worst challenges in my life was public speaking, whether it was teaching a Sunday school class or teaching a, um, doing a, an oral presentation in graduate school. My skin would go cold with fear. I'd lose track of my thoughts. And finally, as a believer, I learned that if I would pray in the Spirit for about 20 hours, <laughs> that, that I could speak before people. And I said, I am totally demonic right now. I don't have 20 <laughs> hours to pray. Right, I've right. got to go to work. Yeah. And so Dennis said, let's sit down. You know the material. It's nothing to sit down. Let's pray about it. He said, what's the first person or situation that flashes in your mind? Once I was in prayer and I saw myself in the hall at school, first grader, I'd come in to use the restroom uh, from the playground, and then I got lost in the halls, and I couldn't find the restroom. I couldn't find my way out to get help from my teacher. <clears throat> and so I felt the fear in my gut when I thought of that um, scenario, but I also felt fear pressing me from the outside, so I mm, had a demonic yeah. hitchhiker yeah. on it. And I said, well, what do I do, Dennis? And he said, will receive forgiveness from Jesus in you. You took in fear, you didn't mean to, but the devil doesn't play fair. So I received forgiveness for taking in that fear, instantly changed to peace in my gut. The presence in the room left, and I had a terrific time speaking at that seminar, and that fear that I thought was so insignificant from that little situation in first grade was blocking a major part of wow. my destiny. Wow. So you can hear how they have walked through this, and I am telling you, uh, this is life-changing. And you know what I hear from you guys, though? It's not all the work that people make it out to be. To, like you said, how many people feel like they got to spend 20 hours a day in prayer just to get through the exactly. day or to get through a situation mm -hmm. when all it's about dropping down, getting in a place of peace and getting your emotions uh, uh, God-centered. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk more about how this the, these secrets really cause us to live a supernatural lifestyle of peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. We'll be right back. Did you know, according to the CDC, that 90% of physical ailments are emotionally based? When toxic emotions are removed, the result is spontaneous physical healings. Doctors Dennis and Jennifer Clark have been teaching believers how to be healed of toxic emotional baggage by yielding to Jesus within their heart. Thousands of lives have been transformed as a result. Now they want to impart this to you. During the 60-day challenge, we get testimonies on a regular basis 
that people were surprised by physical healing. Call now and get Drs. Dennis and Jennifer Clark's Physical and Emotional Healing Package, which includes their brand new book, Flowing in the River of God's Will, and their powerful three-part audio CD teaching and interactive journal, The 60-Day Challenge, Achieving Complete Emotional Healing, exclusive for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9534 through their powerful brand new book, Flowing in the River of God's Will. You will find out that God has placed a power source as powerful as Niagara Falls in your own heart, and you will find out how to tap into it. Learn how to enter into God's rest and how to access God's supernatural peace. Discover your God-given destiny and purpose. Understand how to move into your destiny with effortless trust and peace. Get ready to take the challenge through Drs. Dennis and Jennifer Clark's three-part audio CD series and interactive journaling book, The 60-Day Challenge, Achieving Complete Emotional Healing. Thousands of lives have been powerfully transformed. The Lord has healed marriages, physical sicknesses, emotional traumas and panic attacks, and so much more. Through this three-part audio CD teaching and interactive journaling book, pray along with Dennis Clark on the audio CDs and write in your journal immediately afterwards any scriptures, words, or impressions that the Holy Spirit quickens to you. You will learn a field-tested way to heal toxic emotions in your soul and replace them with supernatural peace. Overcome long-standing hurts, fears, loneliness, anger, guilt, and shame quickly and permanently. Learn the key of dropping down into your spirit and understand what happens as you forgive and let go of any offenses. Be delivered from toxic emotions which keep you from clearly hearing God's voice, destroys relationships, and blocks physical healing. You know when we have emotional baggage, it stunts our emotional growth, it blocks our potential, and it can even interfere with us moving into God's plan for our life. Every believer I know needs this. The thing stopping the Word of God from being activated in your life could very well be these toxic emotions. Imagine 60 days getting rid of a lifetime of garbage. Such a deal. Don't miss out on getting Dr. Dennis and Jennifer Clark's Physical and Emotional Healing Package, which includes their brand new book, Flowing in the River of God's Will, and their three-part audio CD teaching and interactive journal, The 60-Day Challenge, Achieving Complete Emotional Healing, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39 shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9534. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9534 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. We're back here with Dr. Dennis and Dr. Jan Clark, and, and you guys really amaze me because I appreciate you that the fact that you're ministers, you can make things complicated. You could, in, in, you know, sell more books and say, if you do all this stuff, you know, take, take all this stuff and put it together and then, you know, maybe God will touch you. But you say it's easy if you just follow the steps. And uh, I, I love how easy you make it. And, and one of my personal weaknesses is traffic. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a... Uh, I don't think anybody else out there has a problem with it, but I, I, I don't know, because I, I drive 45 minutes to work, uh, sometimes an hour and 15 because of traffic. It's just not my friend. And <laughs> I'm, but I'm learning based on your principles, I'm not, I'm not joking here, on how to make the most. I mean, that's bonus time with the Lord in the car, that's right? Because right? I'm by myself. 
And uh, you guys have some traffic stories. Um, you, uh, Dr. Jen, you have a story, both of you, about uh, a potential hazardous situation that you avoided. Right. What happened? Right. Well, um, now you understand that we don't, we try to live in peace. If we lose our peace, we try to very quickly get it back. And the best place for God to teach us is in situations that are uncomfortable, right. like being in traffic. <laughs> and, to, and to just interrupt real quick, you're, you want people to know that, listen, you don't, that the, it's the exception to the rule. Don't always try to find a place to drop down, okay, you know, get in a situation and then drop down. It, you want you teach people live there right you coach people live there yes peace the is a peace. lifestyle as a lifestyle okay right. go ahead okay so we were um, really focused on this particular time God was teaching us to say drop down and stay in peace no matter what happens so we were on our way back from a ministry trip in New England and we'd finally gotten to the North Carolina mountains and there are three places going through the mountains where there are runaway truck ramps that we joked. I've seen those. Right. Yeah. So we joked about those before. But um, we were driving through this mountainous area, came to a curve, and very unusual thing, traffic was at a dead standstill. Mm. We were the last in this line, so we figured it must have happened fairly recently. And so we were just staying in peace and... All of a sudden, Dennis felt moved by the Spirit to move over into a gap in the next lane. There was a guardrail, metal guardrail to the left. And as soon as he did that, he looked in the rearview mirror and there was a runaway truck. The wow. traffic was blocking access to the truck ramp. Right. And so it plowed into the metal railing and came to a stop right where our car had been wow. moments before and I'm just gonna put this out there knowing me if you were all frustrated and honking your horn I'm not so sure you would have heard the voice to move over that's exactly that's the point I... okay you cannot be trusting God and stressed at the same time it's a physiological <laughs> right. impossibility but talk about stress though yeah stress is Actually, this is particularly for men who, on the subject of emotions, are kind of, mm, you know, that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a, my, not my feminine side here. <laughs> right, right. But in reality, stress is to be emotionally controlled by either people or circumstance, whether it's traffic or, or, or it's people situations. But I have a feeling people would say, I'm not being controlled by that, even though they're in stress. They would just say, <laughs> they would just say, I'm in stress. But you're saying you're getting, you're being controlled by those people yes. in circumstances. Yep. Yes, absolutely. And for those of us that don't like to be micromanaged, uh, <laughs> right. deal with it. I'm going to put you guys on the spot. Uh, work can be very stressful for most. It can be a stressful environment because it's work. You know, it's your job. It's your whatever. Whether you're building houses or a police officer or whatever, a nanny. It's you know. So how does someone? in a stressful environment around their cubicle and at their job, how do they stay in a place of peace so they don't have to let those things bother them and affect them so they go home with tense shoulders and they feel sick? How do they do that? Basically, they, you, you, it's by practice. It's by reason of use. You have your senses exercised. But you learn to stay aware of the peace. It doesn't hurt at all your mental faculties. As a matter of fact, from the place of peace, you accomplish more 
with less effort. Oh, so yeah, it's I'm not going to interfere. And Jennifer says, actually, stress, you lose your IQ points. You drop 20 IQ points when you're stressed. When you're stressed. So yes. better? So stress makes you dumb. <laughs> yeah. Come on, so, that's good. So you're better off learning to maintain, and it takes practice. We have a friend that the, uh, the boss has kind of a temper, and our friend says that fellow employees ask him to come into the room. He says, for some reason, when you come in the room, you bring you Ooh, bring peace like in that. there and he doesn't manifest. I like it. <laughs> so so. so I, I can truly, and people listening, you can truly not feel and give in to the stress around you at your job. Yes. By staying in that place of peace. Yeah. Now, that takes practice because what will happen from the place of peace, Jesus is Lord at that moment. So biblically what you're experiencing is the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind but that peace is also a capacity to discern the environment nice. so you will feel the chaos in the environment but you learn not it won't penetrate you can't penetrate the fruit of the spirit Boy, I love that so you bear witness to it but you don't own it therefore you are now redemptively positioned to wow. change the atmosphere, or instead of quoting, greater is he that's in me than he is in the world, you are actually bringing and ushering in the presence of God, the greater one, into an, even a hostile environment. We tell people, practice the hostile environment in a safe location like church, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. you know, before right. you get into the real marketplace. Right, right. But, so I truly don't have to let the atmosphere around me affect me. Exactly. Because of what's going on inside me. You can actually change the atmosphere by your peace. Wow. Dennis, tell, tell the story about um, the, the pastor who'd been in uh, one of our classes. He was in one of our classes, went to a little 7-Eleven uh, and was standing in line. And there was a very uh, uh, cranky uh, clerk that was being kind of rude to almost every person going through the line. So he just basically dropped down, was communing in his spirit with the Lord, releasing love to the person mm. without saying a word, just because you create an atmosphere yeah, sure. with or without words. Yeah. Words actually add specificity, but he was released. By the time he got to the clerk, the clerk's whole composure changed and he was smiling at him. Really? And he went, wow. He didn't, he didn't know he had that capacity to change even a hostile environment. And I just wonder if we carry greater favor with people when we walk in this level of sure. peace, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, the favor of God, you know, uh, David said in Psalm 512, he surrounds the righteous with a shield of favor. But if we're all like, Ugh, you know, yeah. all the time, you know. You're uh, on your own. <laughs> you're on your own. Now, Dr. Jen, you guys, I I'm just gonna go say, you guys are experts in emotions, people's emotions, you're, you're literal experts. Talk about the feeling thought loop. What is that? Okay. Um, well, let me backtrack a little bit and say what emotions are. Yes. What we perceive as emotion is actually due to tiny molecules of emotion that circulate through our entire body. And when they, in, when they impact our cells, we read them as emotions. Okay. And, but it's a flow of information, emotional information throughout our body. And... Um, we have two capacities for recognizing emotion. One is the, the brain in our head has an emotional processing center, but that interacts with what is called the second brain 
in the gut, or we could call it the emotional brain. Okay. And these two brains interact based on the emotional flow of what are called neuropeptides or molecules of emotion. And it creates a sort of a closed feedback loop. Our gut releases emotional information and informs the brain in our head how we feel, but it just keeps going now. We have a door in our heart. John 3.21 tells us we have a door in our heart. We have Jesus in our heart. When we open the door of our heart to Jesus, he gets in that feedback loop. And now his supernatural emotions can impact our natural emotions and our thinking and our um, feeling and our physiology. So now his thoughts can become our thoughts. Mm. His emotions, which are the fruit of the Spirit, can become our emotions, and His choices can become our actions. So when we are born again, mm-hmm. um, in our, in our, we're redeemed, and the blood has cleansed us from, yes. from all that darkness, we still have to work on the soulish part of us, correct? Absolutely. Explain that. Okay, now, a lot is accomplished at the time of salvation. Yeah. There's a, a, people have testimonies of what God did in their lives, but we don't know what's already been taken care of and what hasn't been. So when we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, we allow the Lord to show us areas, barriers, unforgiveness, wounds, and so forth in our heart. And as He changes us inside, it trans that's the process of transformation. So let me ask you a question. Is you're you're let's say you're at work and somebody truly says something offensive to you or about you. You know, you you never I don't know, you never you, you, you never do a good job with that. You know, and you always and in your heart you feel like I I always I I always give it my best, but some boss or somebody goes, You right. never do a good job. How do, how do you teach that you process with, with what you just described? Okay. How do you process that information? Okay, at that point, you have the person in your mind and you're experiencing the feeling. You don't mm-hmm. have to close your eyes and ask God to search for right, that one. Right. So what you do is while you're feeling that feeling, you drop down to your heart, open the door of your heart, let Jesus the forgiver flow toward that at person. At that moment. At that moment, a river of forgiveness. Now, I must say at the beginning, I had to go to the ladies' room <laughs> and then come back. Uh, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I think all of us rookies still have to right, go right. Uh, down the hall and take right. a deep breath. Right, but, yeah. but you don't have to wait um, a half hour or an hour or the well, next day. I, you process it right then, and then that give, you're in the peace of God then. You're in the place of power. and But, there's, but that's... If, in fact, you took it in, we would like to train people to abide to where you don't have to forgive and you deal with it as a temptation. Okay, there's, wow. There's a way. Okay, so somebody, let me, let me just set this up. I've never heard that before. So somebody I, I meet, you know, and, and, and they say something very offensive mm-hmm. and not, you know, not of God in any way. You're saying that's a temptation mm-hmm. to receive it. It's a temptation. You will feel... If you're at peace, you, you will feel what nature is on those words. Hurt, 
You wow. will, but bear witness is different than taking it in. So it's like you release you, it back into the hands of you, Jesus. You're releasing, actually it's like loving intercession. You're releasing and not taking it in. You're releasing love from the heart or it's forgiveness if you take it in, which most people get blindsided and right. they take it in, right. then they need to forgive. Right. But you can get to where you are so comfortable in the peace of God that it does guard your heart, but you will feel what is on their hurtful words. You'll feel the hurt, bear witness to it, and release release it without taking it in. It does, it does take practice. Well, and that's what I was going to ask, because um, your powerful 60-day challenge in your CDs, but you'll make it abundantly clear in your materials that we're offering that you have to spend time with the Lord. Yes. Mm -hmm. you you mm -hmm. got to abide in mm -hmm. His yes. presence mm -hmm. because this is not just some kind of cheap formula no. where, oh, yeah, you got a bad day, just do this. And no, it, it all comes from abiding still. Right. Let me explain mm -hmm. the, way the way it was taught to me in the School of the Spirit. First, I saw the efficacy of Jesus the Forgiver in me and I saw that it was a supernatural exchange. I had the evidence of peace on the other side of the forgiveness. That was my determining factor. I know he's Lord now in that situation. I see that foreman with his scowl on his face, but I've got <laughs> peace in the gut. That's a supernatural transaction. Yes. So that was my internal evidence. However, I did wrestle with it as a baby Christian saying, this is beautiful, God, but I got to go to work. And I'm having bad thoughts in my head all day long. This is like a full-time job. <laughs> right. I, can't be, I can't walk in forgiveness all day long <laughs> right. and still go to work. Right. Exactly. And, but I did anyway, and I was pleasantly surprised that in a short period of time, the need for the forgiveness got farther and farther apart. And that built in me an awareness that I am partaking of the divine nature and I'm getting better at this. So then, good. after I saw that the forgiveness issues were getting farther apart, then I saw that even I could catch it more quickly and in many cases deal with it as a temptation and not even need to forgive. There was a flow of release going to that individual while they were in the process of offending me. Right, right. As I said, start in church in a less hostile environment oh, yeah. well, before you the, try the marketplace. Yeah, I mean, you can start. You can start in your family. You know, oh, just, yes. Uh, you know, just uh, there's no reason why we have to wake up with a bad attitude. Right. You know what, what I mean? Right. And that's a whole other teaching, which I love that you guys talk about how you can go to bed the right way, yes. and uh, I love your teachings on that. Now, tell me about your your materials that you're offering. Uh, the the book flowing in the river of God's will. What what is this book about? That's teaching us how to abide and fulfill your destiny. Everybody wants to know what the will of God is, yeah. and you can know what the will of God is, but you also need to be aware that in the 60-day challenge, we remove the roadblocks that would hinder you from fulfilling your destiny. See, and, and those who are listening, because I, I, I believe in this with all my heart, and I've practiced it uh, practice it myself that if you do these things, I am convinced that you will have peace in the direction that God is bringing you for the will and destiny for your life. Those who are listening, you don't have to sit and wonder for years and because many listening, you, you've wondered for a long time, what is God's plan for my life? What is your God's will for my life? And, and they break it down so simple that if you remove barriers, like Dennis just said, 
and begin to flow in the peace of God. Take the 60-day challenge. I'm telling you, take the 60-day challenge. Listen to the CDs. They walk you through it. And then when you read the book, Flowing in the River of God's Will, you're going to be like, oh, God, that, that's what you're calling me to do. That's what you're calling my family to do. When we come back, I want to talk about how our emotional makeup is affecting our physical makeup and, and, and maybe even infirmities and things that we're going through. Uh, we'll be right back. Did you know, according to the CDC, that 90% of physical ailments are emotionally based? When toxic emotions are removed, the result is spontaneous physical healings. Doctors Dennis and Jennifer Clark have been teaching believers how to be healed of toxic emotional baggage by yielding to Jesus within their heart. Thousands of lives have been transformed as a result. Now they want to impart this to you. During the 60-day challenge, we get testimonies on a regular basis that people were surprised by physical healing. Call now and get Drs. Dennis and Jennifer Clark's Physical and Emotional Healing Package, which includes their brand new book, Flowing in the River of God's Will, and their powerful three-part audio CD teaching and interactive journal, The 60-Day Challenge, Achieving Complete Emotional Healing, exclusive for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9534 through their powerful brand new book, Flowing in the River of God's Will, you will find out that God has placed a power source as powerful as Niagara Falls in your own heart, and you will find out how to tap into it, learn how to enter into God's rest, and how to access God's supernatural peace. Discover your God-given destiny and purpose. Understand how to move into your destiny with effortless trust and peace. Get ready to take the challenge through Drs. Dennis and Jennifer Clark's three-part audio CD series and interactive journaling book, The Six 60-Day Challenge, Achieving Complete Emotional Healing. Thousands of lives have been powerfully transformed. The Lord has healed marriages, physical sicknesses, emotional traumas and panic attacks, and so much more. Through this three-part audio CD teaching and interactive journaling book, pray along with Dennis Clark on the audio CDs and write in your journal immediately afterwards any scriptures, words, or impressions that the Holy Spirit quickens to you. You will learn a field-tested way to heal toxic emotions in your soul and replace them with supernatural peace. Overcome long-standing hurts, fears, loneliness, anger, guilt, and shame quickly and permanently. Learn the key of dropping down into your spirit and understand what happens as you forgive and let go of any offenses. Be delivered from toxic emotions which keep you from clearly hearing God's voice, destroys relationships, and blocks physical healing. You know when we have emotional baggage, it stunts our emotional growth, it blocks our potential, and it can even interfere with us moving into God's plan for our life. Every believer I know needs this. The thing stopping the Word of God from being activated in your life could very well be these toxic emotions. Imagine 60 days getting rid of a lifetime of garbage. Such a deal. Don't miss out on getting Dr. Dennis and Jennifer Clark's Physical and Emotional Healing Package, which includes their brand new book, Flowing in the River of God's Will, and their three-part audio CD teaching and interactive journal, The 60-Day Challenge, Achieving Complete Emotional Healing. 
Healing, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9534. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9534 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Okay, we're back with Dr. Dennis and Dr. Jen Clark, and I love hearing about this stuff. And, and the truth, the, the absolute truth why I love talking to you guys about this, because I don't, you know, in a selfish way, it's in a, in, but I say that jokingly, I don't want to be stressed out. I don't want to have anxiety. I don't have any of these things. But the, the truth of the matter is I want to feel his presence. And, and you guys uh, have material out, and it's in here, about living in his presence 24-7. And... I doubted that before, but you can just feel the presence of God when you read your material because it just brings you into a place of peace. And Dr. Jen, you talk about how we can live in that place of constant peace and flowing in the river of God's will. Right. Um, as I learned, as Den and most of it was learned while we were traveling in um, itinerant ministry, that as we stay in peace, I saw God bring us together with divine appointments. I saw him save our lives. I saw mm. um, opportunities open up before us. And it was because we were determined to stay in that heavenly flow of peace. And it's like flowing in a river. And if God wants to uh, redirect you, he'll redirect that flow. He'll quicken something to you. He, do you know God really wants us to find His will for our lives? <laughs> I believe that. And nobody who sincerely wants God's will, as opposed to their own selfish desires, He's not going to ignore that person. Because they're hungry to know His will. Right. There, there is a truth, though, that I think is often overlooked, is we look for His guidance in the spectacular, when in reality, it's just like Elijah learned, it's the still small it's a day voice. To day. Yeah. And it's a still small voice, which means you've got to quiet yourself enough to be aware of that still small voice. It's not the earthquake, the wind, and the fire. More often than not, most supernatural is too quiet for your flesh. Right, right. And if you, but if you wean that flesh, just with some daily prayer, just a few moments a day, you wean that flesh from its rule all of a sudden that awareness is, is prevalent, that awareness is available, and the still small voice can lead you and direct you more easily. See, and I, and I believe, and you guys teach this, that, that you know, if, if you are a generally irritable person and you are like, I don't wanna be like this, you teach how to f get free of that, yes. the flow in the river of God's peace yes. and joy. And, and that's what I love about this and, and everything that you taught. Now, uh, a very, very important part of what you guys teach, and uh, I know I've seen it with my own eyes uh, from my own life, is uh, you believe that sickness and physical pain is directly, and science has proven this, you could talk about that. You, uh, you guys are experts in that area too that sickness and pain and physical infirmity are directly related to our emotions. Talk about that. Exactly, and the CDC has said that 90% of all physical ailments are emotionally based. I mean, that's, that's amazing, that's a high number. Now remember we talked about how we perceive emotions through these molecules that impact all the cells in our body. When those 
molecules of emotion touch our cells, they're receptors on the surface and our cells take in that emotional information and it begins to change our cells. Which, which affects our body. Right, so if you're taking in a lot of negative emotions, it's going to manifest in some physical and, way. And, we're not and they just don't die. Yeah, they it, get buried alive. They're exactly. operating right. in there. That, uh, say that again, Dennis. Uh, that that some people think that uh, emotions just kind of go in go and go out. No, they <laughs> and go, that's not true. They go down and under and remain there. They get buried alive, and then they surface, and you wonder why the there's whenever, an overreaction. Whenever they're triggered. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whenever they're triggered. That's up. good. That's good stuff. Boy, that's good. And so, those of you listening, if you're tired of of the triggers causing you to react and respond a certain way, that's a sign that there's some emotional healing that needs to take place. Now, we're not just talking about getting migraines or getting, you know, stress in your body. We're talking about even hardcore sicknesses are directly right. related to emotions. Right. Talk about uh, Angela. Okay. She was coming to our church and she was so concerned because she had a uh, parent, I think, that had, or relatives that had rheumatoid arthritis. And I saw the swollen joints with my own eyes, getting hugely swollen and her hands were beginning to get distorted. Well, that is, an, uh, that is a, a, a situation where your immune system, the autoimmune diseases, your own immune system that God gave you to protect you begins turning against your own body. Mm -hmm. And I would venture that, I'll, nothing, you can't say always, but almost all situations where the immune system turns against the body, it's due to your own self-judgments, your negative mm. thinking, and your negative emotions toward yourself. And so I, I told her she knew how to pray through issues. I said, start, get with the Lord and start praying through judgments that you've made against yourself. Let him show them to you. And of course, um, because there was a family member involved, she forgave back through the family line family members and received forgiveness for taking in anything generational. So I think it was about a month later, she came up to me and showed me her hands and they were perfectly wow. normal. Wow. Wow. You know, there's a lot of people that struggle with uh, uh, arthritis and uh, these types of uh, ailments and you just, uh, it's time to start checking the heart. Right, in, in right. the emotions. And talk about uh, uh, Jason's allergies. Okay, um, Jason took a 20 year detour from the Lord okay. and um, came back into the fold. So the first thing he did, he started going through the 60 day challenge and he wasn't praying about his physical ailments. He was allergic to nuts, he was allergic to most fruits, he was allergic to feathers, he was allergic to cleaning products. There were so many things that he couldn't do or eat because of all his allergies. And in a couple of months, he was healed of every single one of his allergies. He can play with dogs and cats now. He can eat everything. He says he's discovered how much he loves peanut butter because he can <laughs> eat peanuts. But he All his allergies went. Wow. In, in, and they never really prayed specifically for any of them. It was the Goodness. byproduct wow. of dealing with emotional wounding. Wow. How do I know if my physical ailment is related to my emotion, uh, potential emotional distress in my heart? Ask God. Close your eyes. He's the one who searches the heart. 
get in an attitude of prayer and ask the Lord to show you. And just like that situation about getting lost in the first grade popped yeah. into my mind, yeah. God will bring it to but, mind. He doesn't make it mysterious. But right. you have to maintain a childlike attitude because mm -hmm. what Jennifer was shocked at as a trained counselor, one who had taken case histories uh, and studied yeah. everybody's background, she said getting lost in the first grade would not have shown up on any kind of I, chart or program. I right. would have thought, what does that have to do with anything? We do have to be childlike and just go with what he shows us. And it is sometimes like connect the dots. He'll show us one little instant and then he'll bring something else to mind and something else and then something else and that then the healing will manifest. What, what he knows how to connect the dots. Your, your 60 day challenge is powerful because it walks you through all these things. In the, in, in the CDs, you, uh, there's prayers that you pray with people and we're gonna pray at the end here as well. So. Uh, if somebody honestly wants to change, but they struggle with the pain of the past, and, and it's like they, they don't know how they can actually, what do you teach them? Well, maybe, Dennis, you should well, teach about the Micmac Indian woman. Yeah, yeah talk, about, talk about the Indian woman. Uh, we, were, we were traveling and stopped at a little house group. We had 15 pastors on tour and a little house group of 30 so that was one pastor for every person. And these young people were getting saved, filled with the Holy Spirit was the, the trend. And all of a sudden, uh, uh, a Mi'kmaq Indian woman burst out and just, oh, I wish I could have more too, but you don't understand my pain. It's Which my, my whole life. It's my, my whole, whole life. life. Oh, wow. But this is very typical because this is the trap the enemy uses. He will tell people out there that your stuff is too much. You, oh, I hear what Dennis and Jennifer are saying, but my life, well, I haven't run into anyone like the Micmac Indian woman. And she had cried and I said, well, and then of course they all looked at Jennifer and I when she had her meltdown, like all the pastors looked at us going, here's one for you. That's why you're here. Yeah, so we went and in front of everybody, I just walked her through. Now I could discern her spirit and I could feel the pain while she was talking. And she said, We told her just one thing just at a time. Just one thing at a time because they get overwhelmed. Sure. Yeah. One thing at a time. Well, my father beat me with a belt buckle that left scars. Okay, just, just stop right there. Don't tell me your whole story. Right there, you feel that hurt? Let the Jesus in you. And as soon as I felt a it changed the piece by discernment. Yeah. I said, there, that's it. She goes, you know what's going on inside of me, but that built an affirmative part of her that she made that God, connection. She made yeah. that God is doing something in me. Mm -hmm. So she went in a matter of seconds, she released it and felt peace. And she then she said, oh, I'm gonna get rid of this other stuff too then. And she <laughs> said, the um, next one. I was uh, sexually molested as a mm. child, prayed through that. Raped as a teenager. Raped as a teenager. Wow. Prayed through that. Had three abortions. Three abortions. Prayed through that. And the final one. And the final one was watching her son being murdered on the reservation and no one did anything about Goodness. it. Goodness. Wow. And I don't even understand all how that, but this was less than 20 minutes because all we, all we taught her was once she could locate how to do it from the heart, and I said, there, that's it. She just like children, they know, once you say that's it, you corroborate that they did it right and they have their own no-so. She basically released 
and said, I feel the peace of God so surrounding me wow. all over, keeping me safe. Everything she prayed through was a violation. Yes. And she said, I feel the peace of God. I'm going to the reservation. I can help people. She and wanted wow. to go help hurting people. She wanted to go help. Wow. Now, what was she armed with? She was armed with a testimony, an experience, but it was nothing more than first feel forgive. First person or situation that came to your mind, feel the feeling, forgive. And then you one, have two, peace. three. It was really, but it's a. Uh, I don't like to do it. One, two, three sounds like a formula, right. yeah. but it's out of that relationship. That's the way. Eighty percent of um, people just require those first three steps right there. In other words, Which without you teach any in teaching your materials. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, what What would you say to people, critical people that be critical, even wounded people that would say that's just too easy? Exactly. That's just too easy. Oh, we've heard that over mm -hmm. and over mm -hmm. again. And, and what I'm saying is they've formed the difficulty based on their bad experience, their theology. That's good. Because nobody said, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, but it's a long process. That's good. It's hard. That's good. That's good. But if that was their experience, they're going to form a bad theology based on experience. Forgiveness was instant when you received him for the first time and forgiveness is instant. Where the confusion is, forgiveness and repentance can be instant, but the process of maturing and restoration can be a process. Absolutely. That's, that's where the distinction has been Absolutely. made. But when you think about it, why would things get so complicated after you're saved? Jesus tells us to come like little children. It's By the, the simplicity. Way. Of Jesus. By the way, returning to the simplicity, that was my acid test because I was dealing with highly gifted people, Harvard uh, engineers and, and men when I was a baby Christian and seeing results. But, but the real test was all the people that I see that want to help people, they can't do it with children because mm -hmm. they're, they're too complicated. <laughs> I said, my test will be if it works for a Harvard graduate, engineer, it should work for a, a first grader. Wow. And we've tested it in the schools and first feel forgive works with children. So I said that confirmed for me that this is for everybody. And, I, and I've seen your material and uh, uh, even on ISN, uh, you you guys work with children all the time, and you see instant results. You know they're little childlike. Actually, bodies. faster than adults. Yeah, I, I, that's they what don't. I was about to say. <laughs> I want to hear one more testimony, and then if we could pray for people, uh, uh, even though this is radio or in a podcast, if you could just teach them briefly. Let's do it right now and just begin to uh, see some uh, um, feel the peace of God in this moment. But tell me about the woman that had been kicked out of churches because of hysteria. Oh, what's well, that story about? Oh, well, she she came to a church and warned us. <laughs> but she, we had an altar call, absolute hysteria, emotional meltdown, and all that. And so the first thing that um, at the altar, at the altar, wow. and I'm making a big scene. I don't, I don't want. Uh, if I come here, I'm going to destroy your church. I've been oh, kicked well, out of churches. <laughs> yeah. So. First of all, Dennis explained that we don't have to feel the full intensity of our emotions. All we have to do to present it to Jesus is feel it a little bit. That's huge because the all or nothing people out there may get a little frustrated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it sometimes is mm -hmm. incremental. Right. Yeah. And 
so she started right away. I had mentioned my own 60-day yeah. challenge. Yeah. And she decided, I'm going to get serious with God. I'm going to do 60 days and get rid of this baggage. And by golly, she started doing that. <laughs> we saw a and, change in the first and, week. Yes, wow. and then she immediately started, she was so thrilled, she started teaching it to other people. And she said, I've still got a way to go. Wow. But what I have, I can give to you and help you. And wow, with that attitude of knowing here she had a way to get free, but that desire to help others, she made rapid progress and became uh, stable in her marriage. It helped her as a mother, as a church member. And I was really quite impressed with her. You know, I can't say enough, and I, and I mean that with all my heart, about your brand new book, Flowing in the River of God's Will. Uh, about just living in the peace of God and, and just you know, like, like you guys teach, it's, it's automatic when you get into that place and that flow of God. And then uh, to accompany that, your 60-day challenge, which I'm just going to say it, everybody should take this yes. uh, to just be free of any lingering spirits, emotional baggage, uh, hitchhikers, which, uh, what you like to call some of these things, and just uh, be free of that. So your 60-day emotional healing challenge and three CD set, which go along with your book, Flowing in the River of God's Will, which you need one with the other. Uh, everybody listening, I'm just telling you, you need to get a hold of these materials. They're powerful and life-changing. Uh, if you guys could just pray before we close this, that would be wonderful. Whatever you feel. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pray the same way I prayed for Jennifer. Right, right from the beginning. From the very beginning. I just had Jennifer, I said, it seems a little funny, but put your hand down on the belly because I want to get you out of your head. Okay. Now, I'll be cooperating with you. And, and she's going to put her hand down on okay. her belly. And I'm and just going to say. just walk me through. All right. I want you to say out loud. Well, you want me to say it out loud here? Because yeah. The okay. first person or situation that comes to mind. If you're listening, you can just nod your head. First person or situation that comes to mind. Don't analyze. Okay, I'm thinking of a particular um, child who's looking to go to college and a concern, which by the way is worry, about what's going on on the campuses and not wanting okay. to see someone's faith get shipwrecked. Okay, that's, that's more than enough information. That person, feel the feeling that's attached and you, you call it worry. Mm -hmm. That's not God, so I receive forgiveness for taking that worry and it just changed to peace, right? Mm -hmm. That's how quick it does when you receive forgiveness from the heart down low where your hand is. Now you should be able to picture her in that situation, in your mind, but have peace down in the heart. Right. Okay. So let's walk through one without me giving the information so okay. they can fill in their blanks. All right, so that the people can fill in. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, first person or situation. Nod your head, and every thought has a corresponding emotion. Whether you can name it or not, it's not the peace of God. So it's, it's interfering, it's a, it's a barrier. I let Jesus in me. Together, I yield my will and allow Him 
the forgiver to go to that feeling and right through that feeling he takes it away. He takes our pain and our sorrow. When it changes to peace, then you know you've had a supernatural transaction. There's the peace. You can picture that person and feel peace down in your in the gut area, in the seat of the emotions, in your Bible heart. That is an indication that Jesus is now ruling in that situation. And interestingly enough, that exact situation that you prayed through, test the Spirit, pray it again, and that peace will remain for the rest of your life. It's permanent. It abides. The fruit remains. I know everybody listening, you can feel the peace of God that's on this set right now. It's, it's wonderful, it's beautiful, and, I, and I'm sure many of you are feeling that same peace. And that's where this all leads to, is, is abiding in the peace and in, in the presence of God.